I'm sitting in traffic um, in my van right now. <clears throat> and Reba's on my lap. Yeah, you are. And we're sitting in traffic on the Golden Gate Bridge. And we're going to head north, I think, to uh, one of those beaches. I don't know. And it's about 85 degrees in San Francisco. And for some reason, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about rejection. Um, I've talked about how I was rejected by 73 different literary agents. You know, like, I, I'd imagine, like, how many auditions did Aaron Paul go on? And how many crappy roles did he play before he became Jesse Pinkerton? Like, there had to have been some rejection along the way. I'd imagine. I don't know. Maybe maybe, he, maybe he just, it just worked out for him from day one. Someone tell me if I'm wrong. I probably am. And any actor, actress, you know, anyone pursuing anything is going to get rejected. And then what happens? Like, what do you do after that? You know, like a stand-up comedian bombing on stage is the audience rejecting them, right? I mean, that must be fucking brutal. And how many stand-up comedians just quit immediately after that happens? You know, some like, oh, I've never... Stand-up comedy is the one art form I can always be an unabashed fan of because it's the one art form I will never fucking do I would never stand on stage with a microphone and try to make someone laugh uh, I have a hard time trying to make myself laugh and to stand up on a stage and tell your jokes that you wrote right comedians write jokes they're writers and hear crickets, like just silence. You know, even with music, even if you're fucking band or you're a singer and you suck, someone is going to clap in that audience. Someone. They have to. They have to. I've never seen a show and I've seen a lot of shitty bands with pretty much no one in the audience except the other bands. And someone will clap. But, you know, if you're a stand-up comedian, I mean, their odds are that you know, you could have a room full of people and if, man, if you'd say something, it's just, it ain't gonna fucking work. And that's rejection, right? So what do you do when you get off that stage and you have to convince yourself to do it again? You know, what do you do? How do you go about it? So when I finished Fight Kid, I n- compiled a list and I spent a couple of days, almost a week really, uh, Researching literary agents. Um, I, before I wrote this book, didn't even know really what a literary agent was. Um, I still don't really know what the fuck they do. Um, I do know that they are the gatekeepers. So if, you know, Simon & Schuster or, you know, Vintage or whatever publisher, name your publisher. Um, If you're an unknown author and you send some unsolicited manuscript to a publisher um they won't even use it for toilet paper they're not going to look at it um they will only look again if so if i'm wrong someone let me know from my understanding and from my experience 
publishers are only going to look at your shit if it comes from an agent. It's kind of the same thing as a record label, right? You know, back in the day, maybe they were taking unsolicited demos and shit. But at this point, it's, you know, there are people telling them what and who they should sign. Um, so in the book world, I knew that, or I found out through Reddit, uh, that, you know, I needed to get a, a literary agent. So what did I do? I went to all the books that were on my bookshelf, um, and then I took the author's name, and then I Googled literary agent immediately after it. Um, and then I was introduced to a very, very fucking interesting world. Um, my brother got married at one of the most exclusive venues in Manhattan. Um, I think it was called the Manhattan Club, right? I'm going to have to look it up. It was a long time ago. And, you know, the kind of people who belong to these kind of clubs are, you know, a certain kind of people. When I started researching the literary agents and publishers, it felt like I kind of walked into that world. You know, I've talked about how, you know, Fancy schools, fancy authors, fancy writing, fancy bullshit. Um, you know, I don't want to think that the entire literary world is like that when it comes to, you know, the big time publishers and things of that nature. But I haven't been shown anything other than that. So I am on these websites and they're all kind of archaic. It looks like they haven't been updated since literally since like 2000. And... You know, you get to, you finally get to like the agents, you know, and then you get the email address. Okay, well, great. Now, you can't just fucking email someone and be like, hey, I wrote a book, here it is. It, it doesn't work that way. Again, no one told me how to do any of this shit. So, most of the stuff that I figured out on my own, um, I found out through Reddit, the website. And going on Reddit, um, I was informed that I needed to write, and I always say this word wrong, a query letter, a query letter, a query letter, Q-U-E-R-Y. I'm always going to call a query. That's probably wrong. <laughs> and you're supposed to write a query letter. And what that is, is that's kind of just like selling your book to an agent. Okay? So this is not the publisher. This is the middle man, in quotations. And you submit that manuscript... I'm sorry. You submit your manuscript and then you submit your query letter. And in your query letter, it's, you know, all the, all the samples I researched and read were about three paragraphs, you know, kind of what you would read almost on the back of a book flap, you know, to describe the book. Great. Okay. You write your query letter and you spend, you know, days, weeks, you know, fine tuning it, you know, thinking to yourself, man, every single agent, you know, is going to love my fucking transsexual Martian cop detective book, right? Because why wouldn't they? It's it's the best thing ever written. Cool. All right, great. So Reba just farted. Man, that was stinky. <sighs> Damn, girl. Hold on, I got to open the window. Fuck. Hold on. Man, that was stinky. Okay. Jesus. And so you write your, you write your transsexual Martian cop detective novel and you write your query letter that, you know, any agent in their right mind would just drop dead and sign you in a heartbeat. Okay, great. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to get those, and then what eventually will happen is you're not going to hear anything for a long time. You know why? 
because you're not the only idiot who wrote a transsexual Martian cop detective book and is trying to get it published also. Okay? Just like you're not the only rock and roll band out there, just like you're not the only jazz guitarist, just like you're not the only, you know, modernist painter, there are other people doing the things that you want to do also. And there's someone's job whose is it, whose job it is, is to make sure that most of you don't achieve that. Okay? That's kind of what it is. There's only so many books that can be published, right? So, great. You send out a hundred emails. All of a sudden you get an inbox. And you're like, oh shit, oh my God. I got, I, I got, I got an email back. I'm in. They, they want it. Cool. Yeah, you open up that. And then what you get is just a standard boilerplate bullshit language saying, sorry, but this doesn't fit our parameters. I'm, sh- I'm sure another agent would love your book. That's what you're going to hear. Okay. What that means is if it got past the assistant who's going to read it before the agent reads it, okay, that just means it ain't that good or they really can't sell that book. I'm not going to get into why. I dropped my phone. I'm not going to get into why, but it doesn't really matter. What matters is it ain't happening. Okay, cool. So then later in the day, you you know, you keep checking your, your inbox and, oh shit, fucking, I got two more emails today. Holy shit. Okay, okay well, I got rejected by one, but me, and then what's going to, and then they cut and then they'll come in and everyone's going to be the same. Okay. Now what do you do? You spent a lot of time writing this book and you got rejected or just didn't even hear back from almost a hundred literary agents. What does that mean? Does that mean you're not supposed to be a writer? Does that mean your writing's not that good and you just need to get better? Does that mean maybe this, what you wrote, your transsexual Martian cop detective book, is it meant or write for the current reading public or political atmosphere? Does it mean, you know what? It doesn't fucking matter what it means because it ain't happening. Great. You got rejected. I have been rejected by so many women in my life that my heart has turned into a dark, dark piece of dusty coal. And to be rejected by a literary agent hasn't affected me at all. So what did I do? I did probably something, you know, most people will just won't do. Um, I self-published that book and I had to teach myself how to do all of that. Okay. Do you know what an ISBN barcode is? You know, that thing on the back of the book that like when they scan it at the bookstore, it tells you how much it is. Yeah. Okay. Do you know how to get one of those? Do you know that you need to buy one of those? Do you know that you need to buy one of those for every single format that you're going to release your book in? Paperback, hardcover, you know, Kindle, all that stuff? Um, No, you probably didn't. 
I didn't either, right? So I had to go back to Reddit and figure all this shit out. I knew that I got rejected by every single agent I sent it to, but I also knew that what I wrote wasn't shit, okay? I ran it through a professional editor. I ran it through other people. And at the end of the day, it was something I was proud of. It, 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 I wasn't gonna let it just not get out there. That, that would have been worse than all the rejections combined, just letting it never see the light of day. Um, and so this is what happened. So I released the book in like, yeah, in like the middle of February, okay? I got, I got, well actually I'm skipping over some things. So you buy your barcodes, okay, great. Um, how do you actually get a book like printed, right? Like how, how do you do that? How, how do you get this thing that is in Microsoft Word onto paper? It's called formatting, right? So you know when you open up a book and sometimes the font's a little different or, you know, maybe there's not as many sentences on a page or, you know, maybe what should have been, you know, really 200 pages is like 400 pages long because it's, you know, kid-sized font. Kid-sized font, right? Have you ever read a book and like looked at the font and feel like it's almost like kind of kiddish, like it's a kiddie book? Um, all these things are part of formatting and usually when you get, you know, published, like you don't worry about any of this shit. What do you care? Like, it's like signing, it's like signing with a record label. You make them, you make the record and then like the whole point of signing with the label is to have them do all the work after. So why on earth would a major author ever spend any time learning about formatting? They didn't have to. Okay. Well, I had to. So I had to download this fucking, well, I had to spend almost 300 bucks on this software called Vellum, V-E-L-L-U-M. And then you pop your manuscript in there and you, you know, you do some things and you got to spend, you know, three hours learning how to use the fucking software. And, but if you can get past it and not want to quit and, you know, shatter your laptop over your face, um, what ends up happening is it spits you out your fully formatted manuscript in every single fucking format you could ever want it in. All in like a nice little folder. Okay, dope, great. Now I have my cool little formatted book. So like, how do I get it on paper? Ah, okay, yeah. So remember those little barcodes? Okay. Um, you buy your barcodes, and then if you're self-publishing, I don't really know of any other way to do it except this. You go to Amazon. Amazon has a thing called Kindle Direct Publishing, KDP. If you if you Google Amazon KDP, that will come up. And what that is, is that is a website for, you guessed it, self-published authors. Um, so you got your fancy little fucking formatted book from Vellum about your transsexual Martian cop detective. And... Now, you pop it into whatever fucking algorithm Amazon has. And what Amazon does is it does what it's supposed to do. Shit, you don't understand how it works. So, it's a computer software. What the fuck do you care? So, you pop it in there. It does its thing. And then, boom. All right, cool. You got, now you got your fucking 
oh my god like you're looking it on you know on your computer screen it's you know you could look through the pages and you're like oh my god my name's on the top and the you know holy shit the titles on the top and like there's page numbers in it and oh my god the first you know the first sentence of every chapter you know the first letter is really big and cool okay great um so you know when you buy a book and you see the thing called a, a cover yeah you got to figure out how to do that too okay so here's where i hope you got some fucking money because unless you could do it yourself creating a cover for a book is very very time consuming and kind of emotionally taxing so i found my editor and i found my cover designer on a fucking dope website called Reedsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y dot com. And in case you're wondering, we just got halfway over the Golden Gate Bridge and we're almost kind of, I think, where we want to go. There's just traffic everywhere. And so you, I found my, I found them on Reedsy and I met this dude, <clears throat> my editor, I met a great editor. She edited, you know, a bunch of books that I had read. Um, and the editing of a novella, which was about, you know, I think, I forget how long, was it, 25,000 words, I think, if my kid is, I forget. It's about like 700, 800 bucks, okay? Um, to edit a novel by word count, because again, all these editors, it's all word count. I don't care how many fucking pages your book is, it's word count. Um, for, you know, like a hundred and plus thousand, hundred thousand plus word novel, it's going to at least be 2,500 bucks. Okay. So you need to budget all these things in your head. If you're, if, if you're thinking, you know, after you've been rejected by every single agent in New York city, cause they're all in New York. Um, okay, great. So now you find your cover. Now you got to find a cover designer. I found this dude in actually he was in Thailand and gave him, you know, he asked for a couple of passages from the book and told him what the book was about. I gave him my query letter. Uh, and I want to say I could not have gotten any luckier. The dude hit me back with a concept that I fucking fell in love with. Was super easy to talk to, easy to go back and forth with. And I got my cover. Um, and I, I, to this day, I think it's dope. I think he, he actually might've submitted it to like a couple of like, uh, you know, cover award things. Um, great. Okay, cool. Now I got my cover. I got my back cover. He also did, did, did the spine of the book, right? Cause that's different. You know, now you take that little cover design, you, hopefully you got it in the right format or, you know, PDF or whatever the fuck it is. And then you take that and you pop it into Amazon Kindle direct publishing. Amazon KDP. Now you are going to live within this universe because what it is, is it's everything your book is. Okay. It's everything. It's going to show you all the sales. It's going to dictate, you know, what countries it gets sold in all these fucking things. Cause let's be honest, unless people are buying your book from a bookstore which we're actually going to talk about in the next episode. Um, they're buying it from Amazon. Um, and then what Amazon does is, so someone, you have your paperback version, you got your Kindle version, you got whatever, you know, other versions there are. Now, 
you're like, oh shit, okay, I got a book. What's it going to look like in paperback? We're going to talk about that on the next episode. Ah, uh, because we are getting off this bridge. Yeah, Rebo, we're finally off this fucking bridge. Um, thanks, yeah, again, for joining. Uh, yeah, again, we're going to pick up on this topic in the next one. Because um, the, the self-publishing thing just doesn't get talked about um, ever. And unless you do, you know, unless you're willing to do the research yourself, which most people aren't because they're fucking lazy, um, you're just never, again, that, it's just never going to happen. And self-publishing is worse than just no publishing. Because you just never know. I still don't know. Who knows? Maybe a year from now, someone could find that book, love it, and then that person might, you know, be one of those agents that turned me down originally. It's what it is. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Um, and there's a guy. Oh, there's three guys in a fedora, all wearing fedoras, and they're all in a white BMW. Ugh. Okay. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Writing Friction. Um, I will see you all soon. Thanks.